Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, y'all. We wanted to share with you some of the fun we've been having over on Patreon. We're bringing you short clips from some of this month's bonus content to give you an idea of everything you get when you sign up to support the show. If you like what you hear and want to hear more, click the link in the episode description or head to Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon on the top menu. First, you'll hear a clip from our segment, Unpopular Opinions, where we discuss the merits of various shapes of Reese's candy. Next, you'll hear a clip from our mini-sode on Selkies, where we talk about the pros and cons of an intimate relationship with the mythical creatures. Then you'll hear a clip from our true crime headline segment, where we discuss a case in Colorado involving a box of stolen heads. And finally, we've got a clip from our monthly Q&A, where we discuss a possible idea for an OnlyFans page, and hear a legal explanation from Heather that answers how lawyers can take cases in states where they aren't licensed. Patreon subscribers get to watch video versions of the Q&A and our once-monthly live stream segments live and participate with us via the chat. Subscribe today to get ad-free regular episodes, hundreds of past bonus episodes, and on-demand archives of the video live streams, and to be a part of all the fun we'll have throughout the rest of the year. An annual subscription to our Patreon gets you access to all our content, plus a free month of membership. Head to the link in the episode description or go to SinisterHood.com and click Patreon on the top banner to sign up today. Thank you, Stinky Stinky Hot Take. I love Love the the name we got to use for Stinky. (laughs) All right. Hot Take number two. Real quick. We are currently reading a book with Ella. It's a series of The Magic Treehouse. Tommy bought the entire catalog. It's something like 52 books. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we're on mm, we're on Mummies in the Morning. I think it's book six. But <laughs> two of the characters in it are Stinky and Pinky. <laughs> oh! <laughs> my goodness. I know. <laughs> Kiss my grits. <laughs> Every time I'm like, good God. Oh man. oh, man. I can't think of the author's name, but I'm always like, I wonder if she did this on purpose. Probably the not. Old... She's, I don't know. Maybe if you've written that many kids' books, maybe you are throwing something in there for, for the adults every now and then. Right. Wink. Mm-hmm. All right. Our next hot take comes from Jennifer. Jennifer's unpopular opinion is the different shaped Reese's peanut butter cups are not good. Oh, I'm talking pumpkins, Christmas trees, and eggs. Only the Reese's miniatures have the proper chocolate to peanut butter ratio. People love the shapes, and it's just wrong. This is very hot take. (laughs) She's coming in hot. Okay. I have some opinions on this. Yeah. As does my brother, who is my number one Reese's peanut butter source. That's right, because when we brought the ones with chips in them, Mm -hmm. you're like, I got to tell Zach. Oh, he... Zach loves Reese's peanut butter cups, and he has ranked the shaped ones um, as to why certain ones are better than others and which ones are his favorites. No. So, 
Um, he says, oh, I hope I'm not getting this wrong. It's either the Easter egg or the Christmas tree. I think it's the Easter egg. The Easter egg is the best in his opinion because it has the best ratio of peanut butter to chocolate and the chocolate out uh, shell is like the best thickness. I would imagine he would say Christmas tree because the Easter egg is a whole lot of peanut butter. Maybe it's the Christmas tree. And I'll it's have mush to in the re-ask. Middle. Yeah. Um, this is very interesting. What was this person's name? Jennifer. The Jennifer thinks the the minis are better than traditional Reese's. Yeah, the Reese's. Only the Reese's miniatures have the proper proper chocolate to wow. peanut butter ratio. That is I'll a very hot take. Those foil, the foil ones. God, I love those. But I prefer if we're going Reese's. If we're going originals, I think the traditional regular original size is better than a mini. So you're talking about orange rectangle, yes. two in the black dollars. paper. Yeah, yeah, brown paper. Those to me have a better ratio of peanut butter and chocolate than the minis and the foil. I like the minis and the foil best because I like the thick walls and I like mm. having more crinkle than smooth. Okay. See, I, I like prefer a more of a smooth, so that makes sense. And I also prefer a thinner wall of chocolate, okay. so that would make sense. Now, with the shapes, what are your opinions? Oh, I would like to first start off by saying months ago, I mentioned some shapes and everyone started messaging me about gluten. I have since gone to the depths, the bowels of the Reese's <laughs> website and your results may vary. Check your own packaging. But they changed something like two years ago. Oh, so that these do not have gluten in them. Awesome. In so far as the, I had to, like I said, I had to go to whoever makes them, Hershey's or, yeah, it was Hershey's. They have this website and they answer questions and every single product has a different page. And I was like, God bless whoever works here. But so your results may vary. If you get sick, it ain't my fault. Check the packaging. I will <laughs> say. But don't, that all that to say, don't DM me and be like, Heather, don't eat the pumpkins. If I go, I go. Also, I don't have celiac. So the worst thing that happens is I get a rash right. and diarrhea all over the place. And depending on, it doesn't have to be all over the place. Also, but. They, sometimes that's worth it. Those Reese's <laughs> are good. When those Reese's eggs come out, come on. I diarrhea yeah. myself. <laughs> Any day. Any day of the week. Mm-hmm. That being said, I like the Christmas trees because okay. I like the shape and I like to eat them level Late by level. level. Yes, by, yeah. by the boughs. Yes, yes, by the bowels. But if I'm choosing any one, I'm every single time going with the Foil, tube or tiny. the bag of the mini. Wow, that's so interesting. With the metal. I of the shape. So we've got egg, Christmas tree, pumpkin. Yes. And then I don't, there might be another another one. But of those three main ones, this is going to be a hot take, but I like egg best. Oh. Because I think... I think I like the more of the peanut butter. Okay. With just, um, but then I'm going to go Christmas tree next and then pumpkin. But I also prefer orange package over foils. And then once I got my brother a giant five pound one. I mean, it was probably the size of a large pancake. It was huge. And it was more of just a gag gift because I knew I know that the ratio is going to be off, so he wouldn't love it, but I wanted to see mm-hmm. what it was like. And once it, once you start building things up, it just changes it. Oh, yeah. It's too much. You fly too close to the sun. There's too, the, it's, no, you're wrong. It's too, um, yeah, like the consistency's off and it's, 
you're just you're not getting the product that you that you think. Now we did have those ones you brought over that had yes. the potato chips in them, and they were good, and you couldn't yeah. really even taste the potato. I honestly wanted more of the potato chip experience with those. I wanted a stronger salty flavor, and it was a crunch, which I like. I mm-hmm. also like the Reese's with the Reese's pieces in them again because oh, I like yes. a crunch in a candy. So bunch of crunch, whatever. So I do like that, and those maybe that's good. why I like the miniatures because it's too mush with the big ones. But if See, you I like, like peanut mush. butter, hit the I mush. like the mush. I briefly googled uh, Reese's shapes, and we have trees, nutcrackers, bells. Oh. There's also Christmas lights, and then it looks like in a, a few years ago, they it said, Reese's has released a new shape. We're calling it Mystery Shape, and it looks like turds that maybe they should have been nutcrackers or something, and they didn't quite get shaped right, and Reese's was like, let's stop throwing these away and just call them Mystery Shapes and sell them. And you, So you can't tell what they look like? I mean, you can, I'll share, I'll, we'll show it to you. Uh I have See, never seen a lot. Oh, those. Oh, that looks like a stocking. <laughs> Likewise, male selkies rarely stay with their human lovers. They ascend to the shores, mate with females, then head back down below the waves. Their human selkie offspring are often born with webbed fingers and toes, a trait that is passed down through the generations. In one legend, the male Selkie returned after the birth of his son on land, fearing the woman's husband would discover the baby was part Selkie and kill both mother and child. If a human woman wishes to be impregnated by a male Selkie, it is said she must cry seven tears into the sea to summon him. That being said, if you're being dramatic on the beach and you're crying into the ocean, turn your head the other way because you... You bet the get. You're, you're hitting it raw. You're hitting the ocean raw and that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know why one would want to be impregnated by a male selkie, but if that's what you're into, I'm not going to shame you for it. Apparently, they're super hot. They're hotter than any mere mortal. So Okay. So, yeah, I guess they're not the seal when you're banging no. them. So. No, they're not going to bang you in the seal suit. They take the seal suit off, hot body, bang you, run away, put the seal suit on, and leave. Which, if you're looking for a short-term thing, go. It might be great. Yeah, just make sure you're protected yeah so you don't end up up with uh, a child a a fatherless child because they've (laughs) gone back to the sea or you're like i think i want to maybe like look into possibly artificial insemination no you get self official insemination (laughs) and in this case you know you have you know where to find him if you want to if you want to have the kids visit or whatever just go out to the beach you get a day trip to the beach and they get to visit their dad like it went, it's win, win, win win. You gotta be super hot for someone to forget that you a second ago were a seal, and now <laughs> you're so hot that you're like, yes, I will. Ta- I want it from you, and yep. then they're gonna go back to being a seal. And then once you know, it's like anytime you're finished doing the deed, you're like, oh, you. <laughs> but in this case, it's a seal, so it would not be. You're uh, like, oh, misplaced. you. Oh, cute. Bye. And then it's like, dang, that was, that was fine. (laughs) And you just lay out. You get a day at the beach again. Uh, This is one of the hornier legends we've discussed. Yeah. And it's weird because of, I mean, I don't want to say I think any animals are sexy, but seal is definitely on the lower end of what I would think people would consider a sexy animal. Yeah. And maybe it's just their shape as they look like, in theory, 
a sleeping bag, like a human can fit in them. <laughs> they a sleeping bag filled with a person. Tried to get rid of a body in the ocean in a really cute way. Yes. <laughs> in addition to transforming into human. That is um, our first headline. Okay. Our second one is the one that uh, you brought up. We've had several folks uh, post this in our Patreon Facebook group and DM it to us. The headline just does not mince words. Box of human heads stolen in Denver. Yeah, it was. a. I wondered how clickbaity the headline actually was. Pretty accurate. Also, uh, Westward, which I believe is similar to the Dallas Observer, is the Denver version mm-hmm. of the Dallas Observer. Their article is... How much may they be worth? Okay. But news agencies across the country have picked up this uh, story. It was a box filled with human heads stolen in Denver, and it was meant, uh, they said the box was approximately 20 inches by 15 inches by 18 inches and was marked with the words science care. It was a blue and white box, and the truck was parked near East 23rd Avenue in the Central Park neighborhood in Denver. I don't know if it was a targeted theft or if someone just saw a box truck and thought, maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll look out electronics. However, the word science care to Mm -hmm. me would indicate that it's some sort of, you know, medical research. And that's exactly what it was. The parts were meant for medical research. Okay. So it wasn't a serial killer's box of heads. No, it was a legitimate box of heads. Full on heads or skulls? This was. Uh, it says human heads. It doesn't say skulls. Wow. That box doesn't seem that big for that. For that many. Uh, Science Care is a program for donating bodies to science to help improve scientific research and education. Uh, so, yeah, police have confirmed that the heads were on their way to the medical facility for medical research use. Uh, so, uh, they- somebody tried to steal it, opened it up, and found these? No, they, they, they made off with the heads. The heads are gone. Oh, so they have not called police saying, I did a fuck up. As far as I've seen, the heads are still missing. Police are asking if anybody knows where the remains are, if anybody has any information that can help identify the suspects to call Metro Denver Crime Stoppers at 720-913-STOP. Because they, I mean, granted, it's not that they're like, it says that. Uh, Westward Denver claims that each head is worth approximately $500 or on the black market, likely more than that. So I don't know what you would use that for. I personally, if I stole a box of heads, I think I would be scared that I had unearthed some kind of criminal serial killer box and would lay low and wouldn't want to say anything for fear that I would be the next head. Yeah. Maybe they just don't want to turn the heads in because they're scared that they came across them. But now it's all in the news and you would think that they'd say, oh, it's, but maybe they think, oh, this is all a a ruse to get us. It's not really for science. This is just them trying to get our heads. They're trying to steal our heads. Well, yeah, it's like, do you get... I would just return it, you know what I mean? Or put it on the doorstep of a fire station or police station. I wonder, too, storage-wise, how long it could remain mm-hmm. outside of an... Yeah, know, I doubt a, they're being cared for properly. No. Uh, Westward Denver did do some digging, though, to find what black market prices may be. 
because there was another case in Arizona for the Biological Resource Center whose owner, Steve Gore, pled guilty to taking part in a criminal enterprise in 2015. So a kind of body broker, body sale for, you know, body parts for sale. stuff on the black market. Yes, there's a schedule of fees. Um, They said $5,000 for a full body. Whole upper torso with head and arms, four thousand. This is what they go for on the black market. This is what they're using from this uh, conviction in twenty fifteen. So you this can get a whole part- body for five grand. It seems like a low price. Damn, um, yeah. Also, the crazy part: whole upper torso with cephalus and arms. So I'm saying upper torso to me would be like hips down is removed. Yeah, it's four thousand. So the top half's. John Mulaney talked about the top half. The top half's more expensive than the bottom half. Uh, Oh, that makes sense because it has the head. Yeah, and the torso, only $2,900. Torso with head, $3,300. That's a Louis Vuitton bag. Yeah. (laughs) Torso with shoulders, $3,250. Torso with head and shoulders, no arms, $3,500. Now, here's a morbid question that I probably don't want to know the answer to. Why are people buying these? It says various reasons. Uh, according to an expert, body brokers find companies all over the country willing to pony up for human body parts. It says they sell the heads, arms, legs, hips, and genitalia. We have discovered many of these bodies are actually sold to the Department of Defense and blown up like crash test dummies. So, in some cases, it may be legitimate purchases. Uh, but you know, given the... So if you're selling bodies illegally, regardless if they're blowing them up, if the feds are getting them, somebody didn't want their loved one's body being sold for that. And I think that's what it is. Is So in the, it seems like a legitimate body broker, but in some lawsuits and cases, there was a... I think in um, Denver, there was another case where a funeral home was saying that they were cremating people, but were in fact selling the bodies mm. and giving people bags of powdered cement. Oof. So... The purchaser thinks they're getting a legitimate body, and meanwhile, the donor is an unwilling donor, and the family doesn't know, and they're getting just a bag of um, nothing. Another woman said that uh, that it was not cremated; that they were suspicious when they dug up the coffin. It was, or I'm sorry, the casket. I learned a new thing: coffins Mm -hmm. have six sides, caskets have four. Um, When they dug up the casket, there was nothing. So, they've been possibly pulling Golden Gates. Yeah, (laughs) where. I think in Golden Gate's case, they were just mishandling the bodies. In this case, there was some sort of um, shady yeah. whatnot going on. Sunset Mesa Funeral Home, I think, is the one that did that case. So that's where that price list came from. You can get a hand for $175. Damn. What just do you elbow. do with it? Elbow is $200. Only 200 Is that yeah. a elbow bone or like elbow with meat on it? It doesn't say. I feel like, for what are you going to do with an elbow? Play with, play with it. Study it. <laughs> Funny bone. Funny bone. Yeah, I don't. I um. If I opened up a box of ha- first. Okay, so this is from Yvonne. You want to get this one? Sure. Yvonne says, "Does most of your podcast income from come from ad revenue, merch, live shows, Patreon subscribers, or none of the above? It comes from our OnlyFans, where we sell." I was just pictures. about to make the same joke, but I had Diet Coke in my mouth. <laughs> Comes from our private OnlyFans account, um, um, and the new five thousand dollar you can come to Heather's wedding Patreon. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to think uh, of what. Definitely not merch. No, 
or live you, shows. It would be ad revenue, yeah. a combination of ad revenue and Patreon. Yeah, I'd say mm-hmm. the two of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. We make basically right. nothing on on merch. Yeah, because it's third uh, party and it's like shipping and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. we don't have the time capacity or like the house storage space to like do merch at our own house. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like the... We also do. think of it as like publicity for the show. Yeah. If people are like repping um shirts and stuff. So I love when folks are like, Oh, I was out and someone was like, Oh, what's that? And I got to tell them about the show. I'm like, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth. That's awesome. That's, you're our street team. Uh yes, we do need a, a a street team. Okay, this is a lawyer question, so I'll let you take this. All right. Hey guys, I saw Kathleen Zellner, the lawyer queen in the Ryan Ferguson. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Madison said spooky coochies only fans. <laughs> That's what it's called. Fart in a, someone else said fart in a jar. We're definitely selling fart Dude, in a jar. Dude, that you, girl made so much money. That story was wild. I wish I wish we would have thought of that first. Um, okay, mm-hmm. Laura says, hey guys, I saw Kathleen Zellner, the lawyer queen in the Ryan Ferguson documentary that you talked about in your recent episode and had a question that I hope Heather can answer. She takes on cases from all over the U.S., but isn't it true that you have to take the bar exam in any state that you practice in? How does she get around all that? Did she take all the exams? It wouldn't surprise me. She's an absolute force to be reckoned with, but I'm just super curious. Love from the U.K., this is a very a good, good question. question, Elizabeth. Uh, no, I believe she's licensed Laura in Elizabeth. Illinois and Texas only. But when you take cases in federal courts, if you're admitted to practice and you just have to go and ask to be admitted to those federal courts. But probably what she does is engage local counsel. And then you are kind of working the case, but you have someone who's licensed that you're essentially working under their license in that jurisdiction. And there's also a thing called Pro Hoc Vice admission where you say... I want to be admitted for this sole case. Like, here's how long I've practiced in this other state. I have a letter of good standing. I haven't scammed anybody or whatever as a lawyer. Can you admit me for this one single thing? There's also states that do reciprocity. Like, now that I've practiced over five years in Texas, like Illinois and a couple other ones, I could just send them what, however much, a couple hundred bucks it is to be licensed there, and they would license me because I've shown that in five years in Texas, I haven't done crime as a lawyer. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So you just, you, it's not like she's like working around the system. That's pretty common, especially. And also, like, if you're an attorney that works for like a, uh, in-house at like uh, Apple or Google or whatever, and you may be licensed in Texas or New York or whatever, but you practice in California. Usually if you're uh, working for like a big corporation or a lot of times like a large law firm, I did cases in New York and Delaware when I was at the big law firm. So it's uh, it's kind of like your law firm has lawyers there that it, they mm-hmm. sort of are chill about it. <laughs> I never, I'm not going to get like UPL for uh, helping a Delaware corporation or whatever. Yeah. Hopefully that helps. She Laura said she got pushed back in the Ferguson case, she said, but she doesn't give a fuck. I love her. Yes, we yeah. love her so much. And I think uh, the amazing. Innocence Project lawyers see that, like, when Nina Morrison comes to Texas. And I think now she's a little bit more known, but it's kind of like, what are you New Yorkers coming down here and thinking you're going to, you know, mm-hmm. that you get a little, like, hometown. Hot shot that. Chicago lawyer coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you liked what you heard, consider supporting the show on Patreon by clicking the link in the episode description or heading to SinisterHood.com and clicking Patreon in the top banner. Thanks for listening and keep it creepy. Sinisterhood. I'm going to kill you. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.